I have some surprises for you just to let you know in this episode. Oh, I mean, I have a list of seven things to say at one point (laughs) about a certain character (laughs) and how people react to her. (laughs) Ah, mine is also about that. I guess that, yeah. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, 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 bum. Chapter 5 An Excess of Phlegm. Welcome to another episode. I'm Alex. I'm Molly. And this, this is, is Potter Watch. Sorry. Um. I, for real, almost just said, and I'm Molly but not on purpose as a joke. Miss that. I didn't, I, my brain stopped me before I said it, but I went to be like, welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. I think because I've been saying it first the last couple times. Right, but what's wrong with me? (laughs) Molly and Alex, Alex and Molly. There's no, there's no like flow way to say it. Like it doesn't. You know how, like, some names you always say together, like, in the same order? Like, most people yeah. always say Molly and Griff. They don't say Griff yeah. and Molly. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I No, I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, no, I was just saying, like, our names, they're interchangeable, I just think. Yeah. This chapter is chapter five, an excess of phlegm. Phlegm. It's a funny chapter name. Oh, it's funny. This whole chapter is funny. It's light. We needed We needed the burrow. We sure did. Speaking of, what did you rename this chapter? Extra, in parentheses, extraordinary wizarding levels. Because I think they did extraordinary. I just wing aggressive. I wish you could see her face. <laughs> Amazing. I struggled to let's just cut to the chase there on that. Yeah, but I thought that was a good title. It's it's cute. Wow. Okay. I just I just felt like I panicked. That's all. Why were you panicking? I've literally panicking. shown up these last two sessions without even doing a haiku. Last time I scrounged one up last minute. We're in book six now. It, there's no pressure. <laughs> Your head in the game. My I head. I, I I exceeded expectations today. I came with a song, a haiku, and a chapter title. A song. A song. It's for later. Okay. For later time. Well, what is your rename? My rename is Warm Hugs and Hotter Tempers. Warm Hugs? Yeah. No, I meant more like the warm embrace of like the burrow, Mrs. Wee's, you know. Yeah, I got it. Get your head out of the phlegm. (laughs) Um, I'll do my haiku because it's A for acceptable. Um, Molly dotes on all except one. OWLs, or no, sorry, owls arrive. 
Harry lets down wall. <laughs> wall? Like his wall. Like he lets down his wall. Because it rhymes with all. <laughs> yes. But why couldn't it be walls? Harry lets down walls. I don't know. I love it. Take it or leave it. I'll take it. Mine is pretty straightforward. Mm, wow, I just got a glimpse of my haiku from last week. <laughs> Forgot about alone with daddy. I don't even remember that either. <laughs> Speaking about Dumbledore. I... <laughs> but that was the the big, bold first line of my haiku last week. Alone Not Bughorn? Nope. Alone with Daddy. But, like, this is maybe off-pod, but side note, Slughorn would def be somebody's daddy. Like, he would definitely be, like, have some young twink that he's, like, and he's, like, an older guy. He is that stereotype. I just, I just was fully, I didn't know what I expected to come out of your mouth, but I was so fundamentally unprepared for that. <laughs> like, you're not wrong, but. No, I'm so spot on. Like, you're, you can't handle it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, my haiku is as follows. Back at the Weasleys, Flim frustrates all except Ron. Owls come and won. Yes. I messed up when I wrote it down. So my, the, my final line, as is in my notebook, says, Owls come and come. But I meant one. <laughs> like... Like you won, yeah. Like they achieved them. It's yeah. a it's a hard sell, but yeah. No, I get it. Thank you. Well, should we dive right in? I'm diving. Give me a a pool. <laughs> Um, so interesting, isn't it, to not know what's upsetting Tonks yet? I know, and I was wondering, is Molly, um, aka Molly Wobbs, <laughs> um, is she trying to help her, like, set up with Remus, or is she trying to help, trying to set her up with Bill? I don't know. <laughs> Because at the at the end, she's like, come over for dinner. And she's like, so casual. She's like, Remus and Matt, I will be there. Yeah, I think she it. is trying to help about with Remus. I think so, too. But And the kids are misunderstanding that it's Bill. Yeah. But I, I don't think she'd be, like, mad if Bill. Oh, no. But I think I have this later in my notes, but I'll say it now. I feel like Tonks and Bill are probably really good friends. So it's probably like 
I don't, I think I get that impression because of Hogwarts mystery, but, (laughs) but, um, but like, I feel like it would just be weird, but I don't know, like they don't have the right kind of chemistry, I think, to work together. So in my head, I just like to imagine Ron and them gossiping about it and then one of them overhearing it and just like cracking up like that would never happen yeah to me they have like I don't even think we ever see them have us like ever talk to each other like in the whole series right (laughs) like I don't think there's anything there I also forgot that they were supposed to even be like around the same age because I never really know how old either of them are I, I they attend Hogwarts at the same time. Yeah, I know that's how they did it in the game, and I'm sure that's true. I think that is ac- definitely- it's definitely accurate for Tonks, and then I assume it has to be accurate for Bill and Charlie too, just because of the way like the Weasley timeline. Works. Yeah, there's not that much time in between. Yeah, um, yeah. I just like I never really think about it, so I never. I don't know. I always think of Bill as a little bit younger because he's a Weasley and Tonks a little bit older because she's like a definite order member. And I know Bill's an order member too, but um, just like the way we're introduced to Tonks. Yeah, I start thinking of her younger now that I'm older and I have more of a like grasp around the whole situation. But I think in my head, Tonks gets aged up a lot. One, because we meet her with all the older wizards. We don't meet her like with the Weasleys in that setting right and two because she ends up with Lupin who's like in a completely different generation and it's really just scandalous and not um and not because she's aged up it's just like Florence um Pew yeah Zach Braff yes I've been following that tea me too man I I will say um sidebar well not sidebar but background for the listeners she's 25 and he's like 44 I think and they're dating and they've gotten some backlash about it or she has (laughs) yeah well yeah so the tea is that um she posted a picture of him and their dog because they're quarantining together, I think, at his place. And I think it was, like, his birthday or something. Yeah, it was his birthday. And she put a picture of him. I'm sorry. I'm very into Florence Pugh right now. So I'm, like, on her Instagram every day. So she posted a picture that was, like, oh, my goodness, so happy to have these people in my life. And, like, a long birthday post about him. And then, like, everybody started replying, like, that's disgusting. Like date someone your own age. Like he's gross. Old is he? Yeah. Like really awful stuff about him. And so then she came on her Instagram and she like did a long like video post because she has a really, um, like honest relationship with her Instagram followers. Like she'll do like, like really makeup list videos. Like she'll have like spot paste like so she calls it spot paste but it's like acne cream like on her face and she's just like talking to you or cooking dinner or something but so she makes this video that is basically like I'm an adult stay out of my business um I love that we have this relationship but if you want to hate please unfollow me I don't want to hear it and I don't care about your followership like I'm an adult woman 
it's like if, and if you feel like you need to like somehow comment on like my relationship that's like not the place this is not the place or this whatever. is not the yeah. place to do that um and I just felt like she gave us all a bit of a slap on the face because I will admit I was like I feel like you can do a lot better Florence Pugh I would never say that like on her I would never comment that yeah. on Instagram yeah. but I definitely had that conversation with my friend who also really loves Florence Pugh and I was like you know what that is absolutely none of my business and I don't know anything about either of them in person so I was just like really happy to take that um slap on the wrist yeah I think um yeah exactly what she said she's like I'm 25 years old like I am not a child and I do think that there have been like instances where there's like a 19 year old and like this 50 year old and like it raises eyebrows but like this doesn't for me at least it wasn't as jarring like it is a big age difference like there's no denying that but that doesn't make it bad if anything it's like a person-to-person basis right Like, she's a very mature 25-year-old. Like, she's got her life together. She knows where she's going. They've had similar life experiences of, like, blowing up and, like, being famous and, like, like not obviously the same, but, like, they're from, they've had different, yeah, they've had different life, they've had similar life experiences, excuse me. So, it makes sense why, I don't know. I'm cool with it. Not that it matters. (laughs) It's not the Molly seal of approval. But I'm not like anyway. But Tonks they're not—they're not any. Uh, what do you call it? They're not an Ella and Portia for me yet. But um, I'm definitely gonna keep my mouth shut about it <laughs> from now on. Um, but I—I I brought it up because it is similar to the Remus and Tonks age difference, probably. Remus isn't 45, but yes, it is similar. Um, how old is he? We said like 35 last book. I gotta look it up again because I don't remember. I'm trying to do the math in my head. I can't. So, so she, yeah, she's I'll 23 like- and he's 36, which now in comparison is like nothing. <laughs> Right. And <laughs> um, but man, 23 is so young in general, like way younger than I thought Tonks was. Like yeah. I think that Tonks is a little bit older than that. Yeah. Well, I always think about it that I know for a fact that she graduates the year before they go into Hogwarts. So that like always like throws me for a tailspin about how young she actually is. I'm looking up how old Bill is. If he was born in 1970, what would that make him? Doesn't Harry, the final battle is 98, right? I think so. Well, so he's 10 years older than Ron. Okay, so he is 20, uh, 26. In this book? Yeah. So yeah, okay. 
but yeah, for some reason, I always like kind of switch him and Tonks in my head. But yeah, it's what we were saying. Like he's introduced with the Weasleys and she's introduced with like Aurors. Well, I mean, she is an Auror and like um, the... Yeah. Anyway, we're not even really to their relationship. <laughs> we always, are always good to start. Um, Hermione. Why? I'm not to her yet. Okay. <laughs> um, well, maybe I am. Just like I, the mention of like, oh, Hermione's here because Crookshanks is there. Oh, just, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Why is she here? It, they have been home for two weeks to see her parents. She hates her parents. Like, there's absolutely no need. Unless they're, like, worried that they're going to break out into a war, like, that minute, that day. I think she just, I think what you keep, what you've kept saying in the past couple books is, like, she wants to still be connected to the wizarding world because there's a war going on and stuff like that. Again, I will rebuttal my own statement by saying there's not a chance in heck my parents would ever let me if I was at school all year. What did she go back for a week? Two weeks. How long has she been at the borough, though? I think she, they said she got here, like, the day before or something like that. Or two days. So, like, not even the full two weeks. Girl. And she and Ron just having these, like, little chitty chats. Yeah, they're talking a quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, that was my notification. I would just really love to see what they're like together without Harry. Like, that's such a funny image to me. What are they doing? That ma- that also made me, that line made me want to think, just them hanging out. Because there are a lot of times where she's, like, already at the borough. Yeah, she, she hangs out with them for, like, months sometimes. And I know she spends a lot of time with Jenny. But it's sort of, like... We're giving each other eyes, just for the listeners. Some eyebrowing. Um, um, one of the biggest difference for me from book Harry to movie Harry is I always forget that Harry's supposed to be tall. Like, like, like anytime Mrs. Weasley's like, Harry, Ron, you guys have grown so much, like four inches. I'm like, what? How tall are they? I do always think about that in the book. And then when I'm watching the movie, I forget that he is supposed to be tall. Yeah, but I do think about that all the time. He's supposed to be like so tall and lanky. Yeah. Um, But not as tall as Ron, I guess. Well, Ron's supposed to be like kind of like a giant. Ron's, I'm sure, is supposed to be like six something. Yeah. Him and Bill, the tall one. Which is what I, which is, I think is kind of cute because Hermione's supposed to be relatively short, right? Like, I don't get the impression that Hermione's like a tall lady. Yeah. Um. Oh, Arthur's promotion and Molly being so proud of him. I know, it's so cute. Him missing the spark plugs. (laughs) 
It is like a great promotion and it like makes sense for like the field he was in like to Mm -hmm. kind of transition to that so. Yeah I was thinking the same thing. It is a really nice promotion even if he is you know missing his muggle devices. It's almost like this promotion is like really impressive and any child that may have any issue with their father's business might be proud of this promotion. I like the explanation that somebody gives though. Like I think it's valid. The I think Hermione says something about it like and that Lupin in this chapter I think is this when Harry asks about Percy? Oh no. I don't think so. I, I started listening to the next chapter again on accident, so maybe... Yeah, I don't think... So. I don't remember any Percy in this chapter. Yeah, I just know at some point Harry's like, um, anything on Percy? And they're like, no... And then Hermione, like, explains, like, the emotional reasoning for it, according to Lupin. Right. Can't wait for that. It definitely wasn't this chapter. Are you sure? I mean, there is a slim chance that one part of this chapter, I could have been writing a song, and I didn't hear it. But I thought I went back enough time to like go back in the audiobook enough to it must be the beginning of the next book next chapter yeah I'll see if I run across it um while we're going through the notes but yeah I'm not and I can't remember now like do you remember taking a note on it I remember hearing it and being like I agree with that but I didn't like write a note on it so I, it might have been next, might have been next chapter. This clock business is very eerie. Not yeah, mortal danger. Scary. And like, I always think about that at the end of this series. Yeah. Yep. And... I don't even want to say it or ask like what happens to Fred's hand. What's wrong with you? I just said, I don't even want to ask it. I don't know. We have no, we have no precedent. Maybe it stays at home. Because that's where those that love him are. That's what I'm going with. Okay. There's not a dead dial. I couldn't remember if there was. I don't know. I don't think so. I think you're right. There's not. Um, I met Molly Wobbles. for something lighter 
Me too. Absolutely adorable. So funny. She gets all nervous. I love it. And why would she make that her secret question? Right, exactly. There was nothing else. What do you like to call? What do I like to call you when we're alone? Hello, you live in a house with all your children. I mean, there's a reason why they have so many children. My goodness, Molly Wobbles must work. My secret question would be, which is your favorite child? (laughs) Harry. (laughs) It's obviously Jenny. Only girl. She is. I don't know. I don't know who it is. It's either Jenny or Bill. Yeah, it's probably Bill, actually. Um... I feel like her and Jenny like disagree. Like I feel like in on paper, Jenny is her favorite, but like not in practice. Um, she loves all of her children. Oh, for sure, equally, except for Percy. No, she's so upset. Yeah, but well, he got a real he got a real smackdown. Like if. If one, if she had, like, if there was some kind of freak incident where she could only save six, Percy's going down. Honestly, if she could only save seven, she would save Harry before Percy. This is, this is taking a dark turn. I think it's the truth, though. I'm not, like, that's, and that, honestly, that could be, um, that could be more, uh, fuel- for the Percy fire, because I just, I feel that to my bones, that he's on the bottom of the list. And that's not my personal opinion. That's just how I think the situation would go down. I don't think for Molly, he is. I think for Arthur, because it was him and Arthur that fought. um, And Molly, like, keeps trying to reach out to him and stuff. Like, Molly would never choose. She would die. She would just die you know, as, like, most people would, but. Yeah. If she was in a Sophie's Choice situation. Just saying. Um, them talking about, like, the Arthur's job and everything, it reminds me of all of the stuff that like, students were trying to sell before the OWLs and, like, Mm. the magical ways of smarting yourself, which were not really helpful. Yes. Like, I think Hermione, like, confiscates something that Ron wanted to try. Yeah, I do remember that. Like, poison. (laughs) I don't know. Similar, and I like it because feels accurate. Oh, yeah. I think it's definitely accurate. Or, like, I don't know, people drinking sanitizer, disinfectant. Does that yeah. sound familiar? Like, current current day. Oh, not in Harry Potter. In the muggle world we live in. Okay, I was like, what are you talking about? Yes, it does seem very familiar, very relatable. I might have played that one too sarcastic. <laughs> well, I, yeah, 
I feel like the listeners are going to be like, is Alex dumb? <laughs> She's clearly talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just some home, home, mess. home remedies. Remedies. Yeah, exactly. Um, Molly, think better of Forge. Oh yeah. I, I said, I don't appreciate this double Molly. Yeah, um, me either. I do appreciate that she admits that she's wrong about, in her own way, about the joke shop. But she says, like, you don't think it was Fred and George that, like, did one of those... Well, well, right. Well, I was saying, if for context, mm-hmm. the listeners. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, about the, like, necklace that helps you change your appearance or something. But I was say I was gonna say, if Fred and George did create something like that, it would actually work. Like, it would be- Yeah, illegal. it wouldn't be, like, an illegal thing. And they would just be selling it in their shop. Like, I don't know why she would think it was them. Yeah. I feel like they have stuff like that already. I would be pissed if I was woken up in this fashion that they do to Harry, he's like, I fell asleep. And then one second later, it felt like I was being woken up. Sunlight is coming in. I'm bumping my head. I don't have my glasses on. I got it at 1 a.m. Pissed. I wouldn't be because I would have missed my friends. But... I don't want to be grumpy when I see my friend. <laughs> um, before I think it's sweet that Hedwig waited to see him before she flew off to go hunting. Sweet, sweet. But I okay. This is goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this chapter. I don't know if I like that Ron and Hermione are talking about Harry behind his back. I think it stems from last book where they could not talk to Harry without an incident. Right. I'm just saying I don't like it. I'm just saying, like, I think it's very normal. Yeah, I do think it's realistic. I definitely would talk about yeah, especially okay. after everything that happened and Harry didn't want to talk about it. About yeah, I would 100% talk about it. I just am saying for, on Harry's behalf, I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. And then I was like, I would have definitely been talking about it and been like, do you think he's like, you know, I would be trying to figure that shit out for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. For good or bad. But that's like the smoothest and most tact Ron has ever showed in his life. Honestly, and it's barely there. Like he's like, oh, we thought it would be something like that. <laughs> Harry's like, you did. <laughs> Harry is an idiot. <laughs> Ron covers it up. He's like, well, yeah. I mean, we need a new professor. I'm like, where is this quick thinking coming? <laughs> but also, it's a bad cover up. Like he fully is like, we thought it would be. Like, I don't think it sounded as smooth as what you said, how you said it. I think it was probably like, oh, we thought it would be uh, something like that. I was just basing on how Jim said it, and Jim was smooth. 
Yeah, I think Jim gave Ron a little too much credit. I'm willing to give it to Ron, but it was shocking. It was, it was <laughs> above shocking. Um. <clears throat> Fle- <coughs> Sorry, there's a little phlegm in my throat. A little phlegm in your throat? God bless Jenny Weasley, honestly. What a joy of energy, though. Support women, Jen and Hermione. That's my note. And Molly. Yeah, but she's not in here yet. So. I have my six point thesis. Right here. Go ahead. Okay. So this is like in general, my thoughts on Fleur. So historically, I've always been like, I hate this like female bashing that happens with Fleur specifically and like how they kind of pit Jenny and Hermione and Molly and like most of the women that we meet against Fleur. And I always think about like this scene in particular. And I've just been like, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. But I can see her being really fucking annoying on just like base level because For she sure. is super pretentious. She's snobby. We saw that in the beginning of the fourth book. What I don't like, and I like pinpointed it, is number two. I think it's messed up that they say she's worse than Umbridge and that she's stupid because like neither of those things are true. And I think that they're mean. (laughs) And I don't think that's grounds for, well, yeah. So number two. Number three, I dislike that it becomes like a boys versus girls argument. But number four, not great that she's part Vila and you never really know if the boys like actually feel that way or if they're being somehow like a little winky winked into it. Number I don't think the Vila-ness affects Harry that much. So I think he also thinks it's kind of mean. Like yeah. I think he like is kind of like, he can recognize that she's beautiful, but I think it's like, yeah. I think he, I think, I think he's more, he feels. Right. I think Harry is like you. He has like your opinion about it. Um, at the end of the day, I like Fleur. And number six, Molly's being a total hypocrite. For sure. Molly is definitely being a hypocrite. However, um, just some counter, just some counter things, but also I, that was just like encompassing. Like, I feel mixed about it. I can, I, I would be annoyed by Fleur, but not for her being stupid or right worse than Umbridge. I 100% agree with your assessment on the situation. I think where we fight about it, now I remember what we get into it over. Not like a real fight, you know what I mean? What yeah. we like go back and forth about is that I don't mind that it's included in the book. Like, I think it's realistic that Jenny and Hermione and even Molly would feel this way. I so yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I like that there's an arc where it changes. So um I don't I feel like that's sometimes where we you don't like that they're like the women on women bashing and I don't like it as a like I think they're in the wrong, but I like it as an inclusion in the book because it's real and it happens. And then there is like a payoff where they realize the flaw of it later. So it feels very intentional. I agree. I think that I was harsh on it before that it shouldn't be included at all. I guess 
like well molly certainly comes around in like a really beautiful way and like i think jenny is kind of like whatever like i'll deal with it and she still like makes fun of her which is fine like you're right like that would happen and like (laughs) it is a little bit like it's my oldest brother and i feel protective in a certain way and it's like that's not jenny's type of girl like you know it's just So I do think you're right. It shows a fair perspective and they show a lot of female friendships like between Luna and Jenny and Jenny and Hermione. I mean, not, don't spend a lot of time on female friendships, but. Right. But then also you get her coming in the same breath. You get her coming to the defense of Tonks. Yeah. Ron is, I'll get back to that later. But, um, I, um, there are some things about Fleur that she does just in this one scene that make me understand that things have been a little bit tense at the borough. Yeah. Her flipping her hair in Mrs. Weasley's face. Rude. Yeah. Her, her comment about the house. Very rude. When she's like. No one told you. <laughs> she's like, oh, there's nothing to do here unless you're just like cooking and s- sitting around or whatever it was and I was like Fleur you cannot like if any if I heard anyone say that I would also talk about them I would be like that's so rude she's gross and then because of the way she looks and carries herself I would then probably make some assumptions about her just I wouldn't probably say she's dumb because I don't even think she carries herself like a dumb person I think that's what I was most upset about but they, they kind of underestimate her as a person. But I think they're just stereotyping her. So they're like, oh, she's just this pretty dumb blonde. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she gives her, she don't think she helps herself very much. <laughs> Which I like, I think what I mean is like, I, I do that all the time for sure. I just, I don't like it like when it's like this female author like relying on that as like a thing in the book but I think you're right that she's that J.K. Rowling's not really doing that and I think I kind of perceived it like now that we're looking at it more and like what you just said about like the change like I think you're right that that doesn't really happen but that was where I was coming at it more not like I think that the characters are bad for doing it yeah I would do that it's more that like J.K. Rowling as a female author would do that yeah I, and yes I think that is what you had said before well I was uh, just kind of reiterating it because I started to fall into that trap again like all high and mighty I was like no I'm not being I'm not trying to be all high and mighty because I would definitely look at this blonde chick and be like who's like flipping her hair and talking yeah. bad about my country house like I'd be like this is my family but you're on my turf yeah you better walk up out of here and stay exactly. away from my brother <laughs> And, like, I would be very mistrustful that, like, maybe she is, like, trying to hoodwink Bill or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. I would be worried about that. Yeah. I don't think that's what's happening. But if I was, that was, like, my sibling. In Fleur's defense, Mrs. Weasley would be a very hard mother-in-law. Yeah. It's like, is it worth it? (laughs) 
Also, like, what would she be? Ga- I mean, like, obviously, like, still, but like, she's not like getting money or anything, right? Like, I think she just loves him. I think yeah. we, we've talked about this before. It's like I would really love to see more of their relationship because I feel like how it went down is she tried to probably use her tricks on Bill, and they didn't really work in the way that she's used to them. Like, I think she probably he probably calls her on her stuff, type of thing. You I know. I assume so. I think she has too many offers to end up with a lap dog. And Bill is definitely not portrayed yeah. as a lap dog. I just think like their initial thing, she did put the like charms and he like oh, yeah. for it. But then like I, I assume like that they have like a real concrete relationship afterward. Cause you see that they have the foundation at Shell Cottage because they're going through a lot and they're taking in a lot of people, like that's not easy on a on a new marriage and they kind of think right and she does it like very gracefully like yeah. she is great and it's and, not really necessarily her war like it's taking place mostly in the UK which she's like not from obviously she's living there now and she's involved but yeah yeah so that, I think also just the like idea of shell college like, I feel like her priorities aren't what you assume her priorities are when you meet her. Like, she lives in, like, a quaint little cottage with her husband. She wants to have a family. You know, like, she's not looking for, like, this rich, lavish, like, posh yeah. life that I think. And I do like the way she treats Harry. I mean, she does say, she is, like, condescending to him. But, like, I think it's, like, cute that she's always, like, no, you were really good to me, and I I will appreciate that always. Yeah. I also think she probably does treat Jenny like she's a young child, but I think there might be um, some purposefulness to it, because I don't know if Jenny is really hiding uh, her feelings on Fleur all that well. So Fleur yeah. is doing kind of like a killer with kindness, I, but like kill her with like annoying her kind of. Uh, or if she kind of sees her like her own little sister who's younger than Jenny. Yeah. And is like, oh, little sister. I'm sure that's how Bill talks about Jenny because mm-hmm. she's the opposite end of the spectrum from her, from him, you know? Bill's prop they probably connected on that like oh yes my little sister too like yeah and Jenny's not like little sister <laughs> yeah Jenny has six brothers she is that big dick energy <laughs> for sure she's um not, uh yeah okay but Jenny I know that we're like we've already said our bit about how it's wrong if they're making fun of her but I would just like to be the first one to admit that I find Jenny hilarious in this chapter. I feel like I would be Jenny in this situation. Like, I would be saying shit like that. That's She's a cow. I'm off, like, yeah. I'm not trying to be better than these characters. I am hot garbage. Hot garbage. I would be laughing, like, Harry. I would be like, oh, Jenny is my queen. Um call Ginny but Ginny's like taking no prisoners okay everybody is fair game like even Molly who's like on her side she was like oh you mean how you and dad got married at a wartime and didn't know each other for even a whole year mom hypocrite Molly but also like that's 
unrealistic. How did they not know each other? They go to school together. Hogwarts is not that big, and they're both in Gryffindor. Oh, maybe they did know each other longer than a Yeah. Year. I think they had a short engagement or something. Well, I think it's just they probably, like, it was right after Hogwarts. Yeah. They just jumped into marriage. But, like, a year, it feels totally normal to then, like, get engaged. I think at 18, that's a lot. Well, Bill's, we just said, is what, 26? Oh, them? That, oh, I think they make oh, a lot of sense. Yeah. I was talking about Molly and Arthur. Yeah, no, they were super young. But yeah, Bill is, I mean, Fleur's pretty young. She's only like 19, 19 I think. Yeah, but still, like, I don't think it's that weird. And I think it is like, there is a war going on. Why wouldn't you want to get married? Yeah, I think it makes total sense. And I think a year is perfectly respectable. Again, not judging. (laughs) Like the whole Florence. I think a year is kind of quick. Like if I said right now that I was dating someone for a year and we're getting married, you would have doubts. If Honestly, I would be like, you were in a relationship for a year. (laughs) Lock it down. (laughs) Um, ex- I accept the shade. Um, well, just because, like, if you stay with somebody that long, like, I think you would know that it was, like, for real. Like, you wouldn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Other people, like, that, it depends on the person. Yeah. It really depends on the person. And especially, like, if you're older, like, I feel like if you're, like, 30 and you meet somebody and you date a year and they're, like, also, like, around the same age, then, like, by the time you're that age, you kind of know what you want. And by like a year, right. you're like I'm in it. But yeah, if you're 19 and you've been dating someone a year, probably. Like that's like in college. That would be like if one of our friends in college met like a 26 year old and was like, we're getting married. We'd be like, yay. And then immediately talk about them behind their back. And be like, that's not going <laughs> I mean. We've already said that we're the jitties in this. I just want to be honest about the kind of person I am I'm not saying it's right (laughs) I just want the listeners to know that we had snark week or snark day in our snark week snark week in college which was a week every month which seems excessive it was just constant and it was where we our friend group got to be mean to each other Honestly, it really was just like an excuse for why we were already being kind of dicks. <laughs> like we'd be like, we would say something like very mean, and then we'd be like, oh, guess it's Snark Week. It's honestly, it's like when you're like you've been eating healthy, and then you like eat like a bag of chips, and you're like, well, I guess it's a cheat day, and you just binge and you say everything all at once. It's like, it's also, it's not the same thing, but it's like when you go home, like if you haven't been like with your family in a while or like your siblings, and then you kind of like fall back into like your old patterns of like childhood. And I honestly hate that that happens. And I'm like, I am not this person <laughs> like anymore. Like I'm better than this. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got, we've grown. There's a lot of growth that's happened. Um, I don't think we're as bad anymore. Oh, about our snark? Yes. Yeah. 
I really hope that's true. Like, I mean, we were ba- like, our, I guess I only shared that anecdote to say that we were very harsh in college. Not as, always nice as people. people. I will say, like, it was only with like our friends. Like, we weren't going up to yeah. strangers and being like, no, it was like I feel like it. It started at a on a basis of, for bet for lack of a better word, like love. Like it wasn't with people that we weren't like. I honestly don't remember what anyone said, nor was I, I feel like offended or at least not enough that I would hold on to it. No, so. I don't. I remember being offended by things that happened outside of like when we were even doing Snark Week anymore. I don't remember one thing that was said to me during Snark Week. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm again at the Tonks and stuff. I'm at the Tonks stuff too. Ron, do you want to fight? What does he say again? He He's basically like, he is like, like he was like, who would even look at Tonks compared to Fleur? And then he and just kept like, going on and on about how Tonks was nothing. And then he was making fun of her for being depressed. I guess we're back to lack of tact, Ron. That was quick, swift. <laughs> um... And then Jenny, like, comes to Tonks' defense and it's like, she's funny, she's cooler, and she's, and then Hermione's like, and she's more intelligent. <laughs> mean. Oh, so Ron says, listen, no bloke in his right mind's gonna fancy Tonks when Fleur's around. I mean, Tonks is okay looking when she isn't doing stupid things to her hair and nose. First of all, you don't understand queer culture. Her hair must be colored, Ron. Tonks doesn't understand queer culture. <laughs> sure she does. I, I, I hold that no matter what else is canon, Tonks cannot be heterosexual. It doesn't make sense. She's so queer coded. And, so, well, yeah. and so is Lupin. So I think they just work. Yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, you're right that Jenny's not taking any prisoners. She goes after Harry. I love it. Yeah, Harry. Like, again, I think when you when she calls you Harry, Harry, and then he's like, "I like it when you say it." Also, lest lest we not forget, this is the beginning of a blossoming romance I think it's amazing and I'm here for it like this is a romantic novel is it not it is the creature within lav love lav love lav love this is this is the most romantic of the Harry Potter books well so my note was about Hermione one Where's Hermione getting this info that, like, Tonks is depressed because of Sirius? Did she just, like, come up with that theory? I think she came up with it. I think she can see that she's not right. So she's just assuming that it's because of Sirius. But, like, how did she even know that Tonks was left, was fighting Bellatrix, and then, like, she wasn't even there? Somebody had to tell her that. Yeah, I mean, they've been... Oh, right. She's only been there a couple of days. 
I don't know. But also, like, only of the kid of the students, like, only Harry and Neville were there, and they weren't even, like, I don't even know if they were paying attention to, like, who was fighting who. They might have had, like, an order meeting or some, or she overheard um, Arthur and them talking about it or something. I think she must have overheard something about it. Yeah. Because it's, like, just a big jump to make. Yeah, and I can see Molly talking about it. Because maybe that part of it is that she does feel guilty because she was fighting Bellatrix, but we know that that's not the reason that, like, she's as depressed as she is. Yeah. Um, But also, it just goes to show Hermione's not always on it with this feeling stuff. And that comes to be very I mean, I feel like that's a fair... That's a fair jump to make. Like, she has no evidence to suggest Lupin and her and Tonks had a thing. So, well, I was just like trying not to always put Hermione on the pedestal. So, she was wrong here. Yeah. (laughs) I do think it's a good guess, though. Yeah. And I, I don't think she's totally wrong either. Right. But it's also just, I'm just saying, like, maybe a hint that she's like not going to be completely on it with the feelings later in this book. Ah, okay. Okay. I gotcha. When we're talking about romance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or lack thereof. All right. So here is where I have my song. <clears throat> I'm ready. So I just want to say that I have written this song from Ginny Weasley's perspective, and it doesn't express my feelings on Fleur. It's Snark Week. It's snarky. It's snarky. And the song, I literally started singing this when Jenny, after Mrs. Weasley says, come down and help me. And Jenny like struts out pretending to be Fleur. I'm ready. Um, look at me. I'm Flammy. Viola bread and flirty. No brains in my head and I'm boring in bed. That's right. I'm flammy. Amazing. Thank you. A gift. Um, that was almost my haiku, but I wanted to continue it. So I <laughs> wrote the rest of it. I'm glad we got we got extra bonus material. Bonus material. Yeah. I literally, as she was pretending to be Fleur, I, w- I just started singing, look at me, I'm Sandra D in my head. And I was like, oh, wow. Inspiration has struck. <clears throat> um, I'm really proud of Harry. He's um, making a positive change in his life. He's sharing his feelings and he already feels so much better. Yeah, he does. He's doing real well. He's like, oh wow, this weight has lifted off my chest by telling them. And I'm like, just I'm enough so space cool. for that little green monster to take up take up residence. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be such a fun chapter. It's like a while from now, but this is a pretty quick book. Mm-hmm. But can't come soon enough. Um, I think it's fun to speculate, like listening to them speculate what they think um, Dumbledore's lessons are going to be like, because they're just not like that at all. They're not like, here's some high defensive spell magic and yeah. stuff. 
they're not like conventional right I mean they're obviously very useful to both Harry and us as readers but um yeah lessons is like a broad broad term broad term and then this Hermione is so funny with the OWLs why didn't you oh my god (laughs) (laughs) when the owls come are coming she's like oh my goodness why didn't you tell me I would be so annoyed at her freaking out that she like failed everything because I would be like we know you didn't so shut shut up that's my (laughs) next note I was like Hermione would be so annoying at this moment if the smartest person in your class that had no chance of failing kept being like oh my god I'm gonna fail I'm gonna fail I'd be so mad speaking of my friend um, and friend of the podcast, Ben's friend, Esther, who works with me when I go to Kentucky, she um, is reading Harry Potter for the first time ever. Hi. And like some of us have been like sending her the next book. So she's on book two right now. We, she Facebook storied her whole um, reading of book one. And it's Amazing. so fun to watch her read it for the first time. I'll be sending her book four. But um, she think was the bad guy in book one. Um, I don't she didn't comment a lot on that, but I think she had I think she knows like some major spoilers. Um, Has she ever seen the love? I don't I don't think so. But she has a lot of friends, a.k.a. me and Ben that like love Harry Potter. But um, um. She d- loves Hagrid, doesn't like Hermione at all. Wow. Wow. Like, wow. Her, her first message on Hermione was very annoying. I was like, wow. And then I responded to her story. I was like out here with some controversial opinions. And then when she started reading book two, she was like, yep, still don't like Hermione. And I was like, I have never known somebody in IRL in real life that doesn't like Hermione. Same. I was like, Whoa. like I'm sure it's on the internet, but I've never, never met that person. <laughs> Me either. Honestly, I'm upset for her and for Hermione. I, I, it honestly, it's so absurd that it makes me laugh. Like, I'm not even mad for Hermione. I'm just like, this is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. I wonder if she'll come around at all. I don't know. Hermione, I feel like only, like, you have to kind of love her from the beginning because in three, she really gets shaky. Yeah, that's true. But she also slaps Malfoy. Oh, yeah, that's a good win. That's a good win. And she's such a good friend in the fourth one, but I feel like you don't appreciate that unless you already appreciate Hermione. Right. Like, I feel like you got to love her in book one or you just, you're not going to get there. But I feel like she really shines in book four. Oh, for sure. I mean, but book two, hello, she saves the school whilst petrified. Maybe I have to check her stories because I haven't seen them uh, that much, but I, maybe she'll grow in book two to like Hermione but that's different and then she watched the movies and she was as we are very upset that they didn't include the potion experiment I know that's always upsetting 
Not even a deleted scene. Too much special effects. <laughs> I'm at the OWL scores. Mm-hmm. Me too. Good job, Harry. Excellent. I'm, I'm really proud of Harry and Ron. I'm proud of both of them. And a little surprised. <laughs> yeah, very dumbfounded. He pulled that exceeds expectations in potions out of his ass. So many E's. And I'm not like, oh, Harry's dumb. It's just like we're being told over and over again, he's not good at school. Like he doesn't like studying and stuff. But I was thinking maybe like the aura thing really motivated him and like Ob's Hermione helped a brother out. Right. But I also yeah, think it doesn't make sense. I was looking at all of them and he does well in the practical ones. So ones that he needed to study for, except for potions. But I think he was trying to study extra hard in potions yeah. because McGonagall was like, you need to get your stuff together so that you can be an aura. Yeah. And but I do think that he, we did hear him in his head or whatever, being like, I need to do well. Like, I want to be an or And like, I do think he did like show up for studying, but like, it is interesting. Like your whole like classwork doesn't matter. Like you could not turn in any homework and like, technically it doesn't affect your grades. I guess like you would get detention and stuff. Yeah. I feel like it's like pass fail until the owls. And because I always think of owls like AP exams. Right. So do I. I do think it's weird that it doesn't matter. Maybe she just doesn't go into it, but you have to hit a certain score to like move on to the next year. In that's, that's a good point. Because I think they mentioned that. Well, like Hermione definitely mentions like getting a score. In yeah, because they have final exams. So they must, yeah. there must be some like. And Don't know Snape, how Crab and Goyle are making it, but that's Snape or McGonagall say like if they don't pass, blah blah blah, they're gonna have to retake a class or something. So I guess yeah, there is some sort of there is some sort of grade method for the regular year. We yeah, we just don't hear about it, but I mean, I am proud of them, but a little a little surprised. <laughs> I'm definitely surprised about potions. And I'm definitely surprised about potions for Harry and Ron. But, like, herbology, like, he got an E, which I'm not saying he's not good at herbology, but, like, I feel like that is a lot of memorization. Like, you have to really know all of these plans. But I think Harry is, like, not naturally good at school, but anything he does practically, I think he does pick up. Like, he's a good, like, active learner. So I like assume herbology be that practical. I mean, I guess the every class we've had in herbology, it's been practical. Yeah. I, well, I think all of them, they are two parts. Like there's a written and a practical. Like that. That's- right. But I'm saying like I the I the only reason I guess I'm assuming this is because I feel like I handle school similar to Harry. And if it was if I was learning things like it was like oh what's this plant and I worked with that plant then I'm way more likely to remember it like yeah I see what you're saying without magic you're just studying it yeah so with like charms and like magic that he has to do 
I think it's just easier for him to remember. But like history of magic, even if he hadn't pissed out, like even if he hadn't um, passed out, I don't think he would have done well. No. And I think he knows that. Ron also failed. Yeah. I don't, I, I feel like Ron probably got a P though. Not yeah. a P. I'm assuming. Dreadful. Yeah. Also, it is T for troll. That wasn't troll. just Fred and George. Yeah, T for troll. Um, Hilarious. How, speaking of Forge, though, how did they not get more OWLs? Because I feel like even if they didn't study, like, they could have gotten better scores. At least as good as Ron. <laughs> but see, Ron has her mind. I think they just didn't care. They must have yeah. just, like, not... They just seem, like, so naturally good at magic that they're, yeah, like, their practical exams, like, would have made up for, like, maybe their written stuff, but I just, I don't know, I just assumed that they would have, like, just done yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Day. I do think it's a little unrealistic that they don't get them, but they must just, like, really phone it in. Yeah, <laughs> they did not care. We've said it before, Hermione should have gotten all O's. Yep. But still happy for Harry. But they could both have an O in defense against the Dark Arts. Yeah. For some reason, I like in my head when I was reading this chapter, I filled in like she messed up, like how she freaked out in the third. But yeah. that wasn't what happened here. So I mean, she said that she messed up, but she said she messed up on every test. Right. And th- but I do think like she needs this ribbing from Ron where he's like you're actually disappointed are you aren't you like you got like yeah 13 like, I, O's she needs a little humble pie right but I think she would have gotten all O's same same but I think it's I think it's just like I don't mind it because I do think she needs this ribbing from Ron it's fine like it exceeds expectations is a great score. Right. Yeah. Also, can we talk about how ridiculous it is that Snape only accepts outstandings into his yeah. class? Like that would be like only accepting fives on the AP exam. Like yeah. most, you would accept fours and fives. Like an exceeds right. expectations is an above, literally means an above average score. I know. I, I think I brought this up in the last book. I think it's really messed up and there is no consistency in Hogwarts. Like professors just set whatever they want and there's no oversight. And that is a problem, especially for education. Yes. Especially because like if a new professor comes in, like what happens? Like they just like, well, I accept this. So then when you get Orwars, there's people that have only had O's or whatever. And then like, I don't know. I just, it, it should be already set that yeah yeah and I think you maybe made the point last time when I brought this up that like Snape is just like he's only willing to teach the best and like the best is an O but yeah I think yeah it's it's completely ridiculous but I guess that's what it is I didn't have any more notes. Me either. 
I did have a quiz question. Me too. Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy, Hoggy, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Quiz, 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 quiz. Do you want to ask yours first? Sure. I know I'm going to get yours wrong, though, because I think I know what it is, and I don't know the answer. Because <laughs> uh, I, well, while I was reading, I made a mental note to check this before and memorize it before. I got on this call with you, but I didn't do it. What, so. what, okay, what do you think it is? I, is it like the exact title of Mr. Weasley's job? No. Oh, okay. Never mind. Though. I don't, I didn't even know they said it. Oh, it's a very long title. That's why I remember it. It's like six to seven words long. No, mine is what book is Mrs. Weasley um, using to like try and help Hermione's black eye? Oh, um, ooh. I'll give you a hint. Unfortunately, it's not one of Gilderoy's. I, I don't remember, but that's a good question. The Healer's Helpmate. Healer's Helpmate. That's a good title for a book. All right, what was yours? I have two. Um, what does we, Mrs. Weasley suppose a um, counterfeit defense jinx will do? So it's in the part of the chapter where she's like explaining what Arthur's job is. And she says, oh, like shrink heads or something like that. Close. Or turn your ears green or make your ears fall off. There it is. Um, yeah. Do you say you had two? I do, but that was only if we, ha do you want the other one? Yes. Oh, okay. What kind of owl carries the owls? I want to say a barn owl. It's a tawny owl. Oh. I just thought it was a fun thing that she includes that it's three tawny owls. I was like, okay. They do mention both barn and tiny owls a lot in reference to the school owls. So very, very consistent. Very consistent. Mm -hmm. How many points did you? I don't know why I put my book down like we were done. I gave it 97 points, which I know is a lot, but I really just love this chapter and spending time with the Weasleys and Jenny. And I think it sets up so much. I gave it 89 points, so, like, similar. Like, I like this chapter. Uh, I, like, there wasn't one part of this chapter where I was, like, this is, I'm not enjoying everything that's happening at a 10, you know? Like, I was just really having a good time. I think when I went to, like, give it points, I thought I was going to give it even higher, but I was, like, nothing really happened, so I'm not going to go crazy, but I do like this chapter. Yeah. I didn't give a rat and champ because I didn't know what to do. I picked one, but rat was really hard. Like, I kind of want to give the rat to Fleur, but I felt like I just went on this whole diatribe. <laughs> I gave the rat to Ron. Oh. He was being kind of a sexist jerk. Um... 
and my champ was Jenny. <laughs> I also felt weird giving it to Jenny because I was Me like, too. Uh, I felt weird about it, but then I was like, I know that's what it who it is. Like, I don't know why I'm pretending it's someone else. All right, I will do. I will give it to Jenny and then to Fleur. Oh, that's a hard stance. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Which one? It, why don't you just give both of them to both of them? Well, I never really said. I just said I'm giving it. To <laughs> <laughs> um, and my tattoo that I would get from this book, mm-hmm. I would get O is for outstanding. Oh, and that's really a really like, fun O. That's a really good one. Oh, that's a cute one. Um, I said... I would either like do something fun with Molly Wobbles. Oh, I should get that. <laughs> yeah, you should get that. It's a nice t- tattoo idea for you. Thank you. Um, and then um, I obviously wouldn't do it in reference to this chapter, but I think the Weasley clock is a really cool tattoo idea. Oh yeah, that's a lot though. Yeah. That's a, that's a big tattoo. Oh, for sure, for sure. On your shoulder. Yeah. But I would get, if I got something like that, I would definitely get, like, kind of almost, like, cartoony, like, caricature faces of all of the Weasley. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I would probably just do it, like, no color, like, black and white. Yeah. Like, real simple. Just because otherwise it would be, like, so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, um... A simple, like, tasteful design, but really cool. I think just the Weasley clock is really, um, is a really, like, interesting magical object, and it also displays your love for that family. Yeah. I love it. I love it in the second book, Mm -hmm. or in the second movie that I'm showing it. Yeah, me too. Well, it's been another, another great app. For sure, for sure. Um, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Oh, wait. Hoot, hoot. Hoot, hoot. Before we leave, there's a little owl. Actually, there's a couple owls. There are? I feel like we have to read the bad and the good. (laughs) Well, I didn't know if we wanted to. That's fine. Do you want to read that one first then and I'll get this other one up? Yeah. So we had a couple owls just now. Um, One bringing some lovely news and the other some not so nice news. So um, a troll, a T for troll, commented on our SoundCloud and said 57 seconds into the podcast, because we can see at what point they stopped listening. They said, this is straight shit. And I would like them to know, thank you for your criticism. I will put your comment right in the tattoo fund. (laughs) Are we counting that? Oh, yeah. All reviews count. Okay. Um, yeah, I would like to know a little bit more, but, um, for sure, the shit, but 
I hope it tasted good. <laughs> My shit. Um, but we did get a really, really lovely um, iTunes review. Alex, actually, when I screenshot it to you, that wasn't even the whole thing. It's longer. Um, and I was actually like, very moved. And I think it's just because like the time we're living in, I was like, this just means so much. Well, I want to hear the rest of it. I've only heard part of it. Um, well, I will read it to you. And um, this is from UNC Chapel Hill fan. Go Tar Hills, am I right? Tar Heels, whatever. <laughs> Carolina Blue. Um, it's a five-star review. <laughs> no big deal. Last. We needed this after the shit comment. For sure, for um, sure. The topic is amazing. Um, so she says, I or they say, I don't know why I assume she. Um, they say, I am a longtime fan of HP. Reread the books more times than I can count. And yes, listen to the audiobooks multiple times as well. However, I cannot believe I only recently, four months ago, discovered this podcast. I stumbled across a wonderful channel when I decided to search Harry Potter on podcasts. Alex and Molly are, are amazing and funny. They go through each chapter and talk about their thoughts, ideas, etc. It's so refreshing to listen to other insights into the books. I often find myself commenting when I'm listening, realizing after that no one can hear my thoughts. Aha. They also watch and comment through each movie after finishing each book and talk about fan theories. Which, by the way, is very interesting since I'm not into fan fiction, but maybe I will start looking into them now. Please keep up the good work. Probably because of the bias towards Gryffindor, I always felt like a Gryffindor at heart, but Pottermore says I'm a Ravenclaw. LOL. Wasn't that so sweet? That was so sweet. They took the time to write such a long note to us. And I feel like if I was to describe the podcast to somebody, like, that is the exact, like, essence. Like, the fan fiction stuff, or, like, in the fan theories and all of it. So I just really appreciate it, or we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. That did, when you did send me that, it did kind of, like, make my day a little bit. Yeah, so we really appreciate when people review. We don't get a ton, but when we do, it's lovely. And we just like hearing from people that um, are enjoying the podcast because we mostly just do it for our own entertainment. Right. So it's it's nice like when people like anybody reviewing is obviously great, but it's nice when people we don't know like take the time to tell us that they're enjoying our our Harry Potter chats. So shout out shout out um so anyway stay magical charm dame shore part two <laughs> mischief managed bum 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 bum